Are you ready? Hey, think you can tell us what to do? Bow to the masters. Break it down. DOB, Don O'Brien. What's up, buddy? What a day. It's a great day what because day we've got in the Muddy Buddy studio. Not one. Not one. But two special guests today. One making a return appearance. Our first ever special guest has returned. Tyler Tomlinson. Is, 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 I'm still not getting paid. Yeah, okay. That's what I'm gonna say. No, is he on the payroll not, now? No, you're not getting paid. And alongside him. Mr. Wonderful, Ben Marth. I still have a less of a hat size than D.O.B. I just want to make that <laughs> barely. I'm seven and a half, and he's nearing eight. Just barely, I'm over eight. You're, you're a, say, I'm, I'm seven and seven eighths, and I, he's over eight. Wow. Yeah, I, wear, we got big, I wear a small, like a second grader <laughs> size. It's like five and a quarter. This is like big cranium table. So when was the last time the four of us were together in the same room? Great question. It's been a while. It's been a long Outside long. of an occasional lunch, and that that has not happened in a while. All right. By the way, I want to ask, why is Shuck's mic gold and ours silver? Since that's the standard. Oh. Hey, because yeah. I'm the daddy. <laughs> I think we should have we, we should have started recording about 25 minutes ago because all the good stuff was said beforehand. Oh, I got a feeling a few good things are going to come out as we, we roll along here today. It is fun to be back together. And we're, we're doing this for a special reason. Five years ago this week, we all said goodbye to a good friend of ours. Josh Houchins. And uh, we were talking about this a while back. Tyler and I got a, got talking about it and, and D.O.B. and Ben. And it'd be fun to kind of reminisce and and just talk about our, our little buddy, a guy that we all knew very well professionally, personally, um, for a lot of years, and a, a guy that impacted all of our lives. We don't need to tell people who he is, do we? Is there anybody listening that doesn't know who Houchins is? If they don't know Hooch, Hooch is, just look it up. Type in type in Hooch into a Google. Maybe okay. <laughs> no, don't maybe, do that. Maybe, maybe not. See, I, I had to say because you know he would get a kick out of yes, that. Yes. But yes, Josh Houchins, former WGM uh, Sports Center host, worked for you and I at the Herald Wig at part time mm-hmm. at one point in time. Uh, Highland grad, Culver grad. Culver grad, Tyler's best friend from college on. Yeah. Um, Drive down Highway 6, you'll see his yes. mural up there on the uh, back side of the Highland High School press box. Which is awesome. Yeah. That is awesome that they did that. i that out. I've not seen that. You've not, oh, oh, you yeah. got to go, go over there and check it out. It's pretty cool. I was gone. I mean, I was I was down south when he passed. You can so. take a, yeah. a you know, nine holes at, yeah. at Three Pines. Oh, yes. yes. That's how I always That's got to be one of the toughest par threes around number nine. No it, question. Yeah, no question. And I remember him being out on the golf course one day for a Highland girls basketball benefit, like a, a scramble. That he had those girls because he was he was cruising around. He was cruising around with us. We were playing, and he had those girls just baffled by some of the stories he was telling them, and they were believing everything he said. It was hilarious, and because I think it was the three of us, and I forget who our fourth was. Irvin, maybe. Maybe I don't know, but yeah. And in typical Houchins fashion, nonstop talking yes. and cruising around in his wheelchair like it was a high-speed golf cart. Correct. And yeah, he was hanging up. He was hanging out there on the par three. Yes. He was just watching the balls go in the water, talking trash, but then telling stories about you yep. know, how he birdied this and he did this, and when he was a professional. Can you okay? Can you imagine if he was around today and knew about the back off challenge? Do you guys know what the back off challenge is? I you, don't. 
Okay, I, I've heard of it. Okay. Yes. So it's it's a guy, some guys on YouTube, and I've watched a few of them because we talked about oh, doing it for oh, okay. for yeah. a couple of the scrambles this this summer. Is they get up and guys are ready to tee off, and they start harassing them, joking with them, trying to get them to back off their tee shot. And it's funny, you know, they'll say, you know, they they keep it clean. Um, well, for the most, wouldn't keep for, it. Well, <laughs> wouldn't, but, really but, but for the most part, for the most part, they keep it clean, but it's hilarious. And, and then, and again, there are guys that end up laughing and back off their tee shot. And then there's guys that swing through it and then turn around and taunt them because they made it through. I could see Houchins being a guy that would love the I back like, off I challenge. Like the segment idea. You just do one hole. You get a local celebrity. Yeah. yeah. You get someone in there that can heckle. Yeah. And get them and see if we can get them to back off a shot. Hodgins would be the best at that. Oh, he would have yeah. been number one. He would have been, been great. This segment, you are, you are dead on shot. Yes. Because it would have been no holds barred either. <laughs> you know, if he knew something about you, he was going to use it. Yeah. And get away with it. Oh, you know, of course. He's going to talk back down. Of course. No. <laughs> no, because he would have come right back at you. He would, he would have had the last word. Yeah. Always. I was thinking about, I was reminiscing as I was the last couple of days when you asked me to be a part of this. I was thinking about the memories of Houchins and just everything kind of came back. I was thinking about him as being one of those people that you always wanted to see. Like you always, like I always, like I, I'd go, I'd go home at night. I'm like, I can't wait to see him again tomorrow because I don't know what he's going to tell me mm-hmm. tomorrow. Yeah. Just like you yeah. guys. Like I love seeing you guys because it's like, it's like you don't miss a beat. We haven't seen each other in weeks if months you know yep. i see you a lot chuck on right. the sports trail i see you dob tyler and i are, don't see a lot of each other we've got conflicting schedules and such but he's one of those guys where if you saw him like you know if you didn't see him for years you could yeah. pick up right where you left off and that's what i loved about him. well you just mentioned you hadn't seen some you and i have seen each other quite a bit lately through on the volleyball scene and stuff but you haven't seen these guys much right you walked in today and the conversation just flowed like we'd seen each other yesterday. That's how it is. And if Houchins would have rolled in right now, it'd have been the same way. Right. But that's a, yeah, that's a good point. Like, and Ben and I had an awesome working relationship. The best part of my day was when I had to get up at six a.m. and, and do a show seven to nine. It was the most fun I was going to have mm-hmm. that whole day, no matter what. And 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 we had a great time. You yeah. Know? But we knew that that moment you're in the studio with him and he's running the show. That was going to be the most fun I was going to have that day for sure every time. And and I look back on it and and think of all the fun. Now a lot of people got to see his professional persona. They listened to him on the radio in the morning. He made some TV appearances. Obviously, he wrote for us at the Herald Wig back in the day. Uh, and he would show up to games, even if he wasn't working per se, covering a game. He would show up and watch, so he'd be prepared for the radio show. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people saw his professional persona. Um, which wasn't much different than his personal one. But but the things that I remember most are the late-night phone calls or the late-night text conversations of while watching a game or preparing for the show for the next day, and he'd have a random thought and want to hash it out. Or he'd get on a music kick and just, here, what do you listen to tonight? You know, because he knew I'd sit in my home office and, and, and listen to music when I wrote. I mean, those are the things that I will remember forever. Those are those personal moments that not everybody else got to see. Yeah, you get a random text. I used to get, even after I left, I got random texts from every now and then. And just the stuff he would say, you obviously, we well, we could, probably could share because the FCC doesn't, uh, <laughs> does, does, doesn't govern the Muddy Buddy, uh, Buddy podcast here. True. But, you know, in, in, the, in, in the interest of uh, keeping it clean. Uh, but, you know, he'd just come out with stuff out of the left field and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, Twitter was a great medium for him, too. 
because he was able yeah. to uh, he was able to moan. I still think I know he's been gone for five years, but I still think of him every time I see the Arizona Cardinals play because he's the only Arizona Cardinals fan that I knew. Um, he would, I mean, and he lived and died with them. Uh, and and the Sixers are the same way. That's what I was going to bring Sixers. up. Is he was we the only 76ers fan Sixers, I knew. Yes. I mean, he was so random with some of his with some of his fandom. And he even had his he even had an EPL team at one point. Uh, yeah, uh, Stoke, Stoke City. Stoke City. Right. Stoke City. I looked yeah. up Stoke City. I think they've kind of. Uh, yeah. I think they've kind of fallen down the uh, the ladder. A, a, someone that worked for them didn't yeah. they? Yeah. Stoke to actually yeah. join the show. <laughs> they had someone from Stoke City join the show. He was like a, a online Stoke City reporter. It was probably some some know, like random some like lad in his yes. mom's basement in England. But yes. he he got this guy on the show to talk about Stoke City. <laughs> in the middle of Illinois, <laughs> United States, so they got them. They got that guy on there. The thing about him was he was he was very innovative with how he attacked that radio show, and he always want he he always he never just showed up, and oh. you didn't know what was going on. He always had a plan. Um, you know, he always you know, Festivus was always one of the best days of the okay. year. Uh, you know, the, the 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 stuff that we did, the commercials that we used to do around um, Christmas. Or any in anything with that show were fa- fabulous. The mascot game. Oh, the ma- yes. yes, yeah, yes. Mind of Marth. Mind of Marth. He was one of those guys, and this is how I deem. Like when I read you two and Muddy River Sports, it's like I want to go there and on. I want to read your stuff. Like I, that's what I want to do every night. That's a must read. He was a must listen. Like no every question. morning, he was a must listen. Whether it was you down on the show or Shuck on the show or Tyler. Or you know me. I mean, it was it was it was a must listen. You you wanted to start your day by listening to Josh, and that that's what I think is how you you know how you kind of deem somebody as a you know incredible yeah. media personality is you don't want to miss them. Mm-hmm. You want to see them every night or every day. And I'm sure there's people who you know you're good when, especially radio is such a different medium. You know you're good when people will sit in their car and wait till you're done with your yes. segment. Before you yes. get out of your car, and Josh had that ability, no doubt about it. Because okay, face it, at that time, you know the the jobs we were working. I was still at the newspaper when you guys were at the at the TV station. We were all up late. We'd yes. get you know what. So if we weren't on the show with him the next morning, the one of those mornings, we were all probably sleeping. But if you happen to be up for whatever reason, taking kids to school, mm-hmm. taking the dog out, those things, you flipped on the radio. To listen to him, at least until you went back to sleep or or if you were up to listen to him because of that. And it didn't matter what the topic was. He engaged you as a listener, you know, and he had fun with it. Even on the even the interviews he did that were so serious. He made you feel comfortable listening to it. And he loved to have a joke in, in there no matter what. And he would always ask whoever he had on some random off the wall question. But if it was a serious interview, he would he wouldn't do that. He would he understood the value of a serious interview, but he also had so much fun with every other interview. Because he, he knew he knew the person, right? Yeah. And, and and so the connections that he made with coaches or other media members like us and and whoever he had on the show in the studio, he played to their strengths. You know, and so he he knew you as a coach, so the questions he would ask would help you feel more comfortable in the interview. Therefore, made it better radio, and his ability to connect with people and understand who they were and what their strengths were as a person, he brought that out of each show, which is a very, I guess, undervalued yeah. uh, approach to media. 
you know, we, kind well, of, we, we touched on it before the show started. It's, right. It's, it, the connections are important to have. So well, it's, it's, it's not just getting to know them, but it's doing the research, doing the background so that you have an intelligent question to ask them or something that somebody else. And Ben, you and I have talked about this throughout the volleyball season. Um, uh, when I cover, no matter what sport it is, but your daughter plays for the Quincy Notre Dame volleyball team. If I can write something after a match that maybe you didn't see yeah. or you didn't realize happened or something like that, then I've done my job. And and that comes back to preparation, observation, paying it, you know, you know, paying attention, getting to know the players, getting to know the coaches. And I think a lot of that goes, Houchins was very good at that, of of coming up with a question, coming up with a topic to talk about with a coach or whoever he was interviewing that the general listener out there didn't know or wasn't did, wasn't expecting to hear that day. Yeah, and you, I mean, you, you think about that show and you think about the segments that are still running on that show, that he was the one that, yep. that, that, that brought those to the table. Uh, every element of that show, Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, was designed by him. Like every segment he brought to the table, yeah. every interview yeah. he set up, every, you know, people didn't quite fully grasp that, that it was it was his show. I mean, I know he had good sidekicks and those that helped out in the show and did, did some preparation, well, but he was the one that was the innovator behind when, it. When he became the co-host and eventually the main host, he started doing that, and he transformed that show. That show had started as a, a one-hour one show hour, to talk yeah. about sports. It eventually morphed into two hours. But then when he came aboard, he started introducing the different segments. It wasn't just, okay, we're going to talk about sports. We're going to talk about local sports. We're going to do an interview here. We're going to do an interview there. And then whatever comes to mind, we'll finish with. Then it started with all the different kind of segments. And those were came right out of his noggin. Well, yeah, and not to mention, and you mentioned, you know, like he, he, he and Brock's relationship was was fantastic, right? The the way that they, they played off of each other, they they could they could nitpick each other, but do it in the right way, you know, to where it was interesting to the audience that when the show ended, they were boys, yeah. right? But if they had to go at each other on the show for a little bit, or 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 like, oh, you're always saying that, you know, like to get into those type, they they could get into it. And so their their relationship on the show, yeah, they both played it right. They both did it the right way, and it was always it was always interesting to have that back and forth. Well, talk radio is so good when you have differing opinions and people are not agreeing with everything. I mean, I think that's lost in today's yeah, society. Everybody agree. wants to agree with each other. When they we want to be in all our own echo chamber. and now it's like, and, and that show was people were there was arguments, there was legit. Things that people debated yes. about, and well, no, you're wrong. No, I'm right. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're right, and that's what made for good radio with him being the well, the, the catalyst. And he was willing to take a, a side of a topic that he didn't necessarily agreed with, Always. just to spark, just just, 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 just to just to create yep. debate. And it was it was great. Yeah. Now I think one of the coolest things people don't know about him, or I think some people knew about it, but just the general listener out there maybe didn't know about some of his. I don't want to say antics, but some of the stuff he did, some of his hobbies, some of the stuff he did on the side. The guy was a great singer. Yes. You know, sang at church and everything. And it provides one of my most memorable moments with him. In Columbia, visiting some friends. We go to the bar we had always gone to when I lived there. Sitting there. And here comes a group in. And here comes a wheelchair in. And lo and behold, it's Josh Houchins. 
what in the world are you doing here? He was visiting some family that, had, that was living in Columbia, and they were going out for the night. And it turned out his cousin worked with one of my good buddies. And so we all ended up at the same place. And so they start, we, we start putting money in the jukebox, and he grabs, and he starts singing, and it's Joe Diffie's, she thinks my tractor's sexy. <laughs> and he changes the words. He's got a microphone. He's singing to, she thinks my wheelchair's sexy. And the whole place went nuts. <laughs> and he was the star. I mean, there were guys buying him beers the rest of the night. Yeah. I mean, he was the center of attention that night. And he just wanted to have fun with it. And he didn't. he wasn't doing it to be the center of attention. He just was having fun. The only guy who could put somebody else's girlfriend on his lap on a wheelchair and, 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 and roll it around <laughs> yep. the bar and get away with it. Mm-hmm. All the time. Yeah. So the, that's the thing with him is obviously, uh, you know, the accident took a very important part away. I and mean, he was not his ability to walk and function and, and right. do a lot of things. But he had such a great attitude and uh, never, you know, you can probably go two ways when that happens to you. You can either go the way that Josh did and, and, and continue to live and be positive and, and have a great attitude, or you can go the other way, which, you know, it's it's not, you know, gloom and doom and you feel sorry for yourself. But I don't think, I don't know that, I don't know that he self, self, felt sorry for himself a day in his life. Yeah, so, yeah, he told me a story right thereafter. Uh, he got put into, like, a group therapy for people in similar situations. Mm-hmm. And he said, like, majority of the room was immediately doom and gloom mm-hmm. uh, and depressed and, and seeing all the bad things. And, and he told me, like, that that was it. It did not take long. I, I, I maybe had that thought for one day, but once I was in another group of people and I realized my opinion on them was like, what you know, that's not how it has to be. He said that's all it took. It, all it took was someone else's perspective being so negative on how they could approach it that he didn't want to approach it that way. Mm-hmm. So he learned. He had that. It was a, a great awakening moment for him that I, I'm going to take whatever I have and I'm going to make the best of it. But he did it for other people too. Other people who found themselves in similar circumstances, whether it was an accident, whether it was paralysis, whether it was born with a, you know, a good friend of Houchins, a, a kid that – that I know was really hurt when Houchins passed was Hunter Voth, a, a loyal listener to that show, Hunt V. And and Hunt has autism. And Houchins and him bonded, you know? And, and no one saw the autistic side of Hunt. Houchins saw him as Hunt. That was it. And, and he showed Hunt that no matter what your physical, emotional, you know, mental limitations, or no matter what limitations you might have, so what? You can get past it. You can do whatever you want if you put your mind to it. And Houchins showed that to everyone. You can do what you want if you put your mind to it, no matter what. You you won't be held back just because something happened to you. And he wasn't afraid to make fun of himself, too, though. You know, poke fun <laughs> no. of himself, the fact that he was where he was, you know, in a, in a wheelchair. And he'd bring that up as part of his his whole shtick and persona. And that, and that kind of loosened people up, you know, oh. more people comfortable <laughs> about talking about those kind of situations. One of the great Harold Wiggs stories we had was we were sitting in the, we were sitting in the uh, office one night <laughs> and Dan McCarowitz was, uh, was a young pup reporter for us. And he and Josh are going back and forth and Josh, and Josh was cracking wise like he always does. And Daniel without thinking goes, Josh, you'd be a great stand up uh, comedian. And Hawkins, without missing a beat, goes, Daniel, that'd be great if I could only stand. <laughs> and I think, I think D-Mac apologized 750 yes. times the rest times. of the night. Yeah. And everybody's going, D-Mac, let it go. You don't have to. And Hawkins is laughing the whole time yes. going. And he kept telling him, 
dude, you don't know. It was funny. And D-Mac just, went, just kept apologizing. But again, he never missed a beat on anything. No, this is a guy that when we, we would go to the movies and we're paying to get in, he would ask if he got a discount because he brought his own seat. <laughs> right? And there were many a 16-year-old AMC theater workers that were just so confused and lost and scared. I mean, we, we one of our best uh, segments, and we actually recorded it too, was uh, during the NFL Combine, we did a 40-yard dash. Yeah. Right? Well, well Josh wanted to do the Yeah, you went in jail alley, didn't you? You went in jail right alley, yeah. and he wanted to be timed doing the 40. <laughs> Right, and then he, we, there was some controversy because he peeled out, uh, and that was a big part of it. It was a big, you know, we didn't know if that should count in the time or not, so it was a big controversy. But those were the things that that he brought to the table with his condition, and then it just mixed it right into everyday life. Well, even remember the the one commercial we did for WGM Sports Center, and in Pepsi uh, Arena. In Pepsi, we were in Pepsi Arena, and they filmed it, and about talk, you know seeing eye to eye on everything, and they scanned across, and we're all standing there, and then it drops down to him. <laughs> And the, I still remember that look on his face in that video of, you know, just that, that smirk, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, because he was because he came up with that idea for that commercial. Of some of the best. Yes. And he he was great. He was so creative. One, some of the best times of my tenure here and working at WGM were our trivia night nights oh. and our post night celebrations. Oh, you know? mercy. And seeing some of the area figures that were normally yep. around coaches kind of loosen up a little bit, and the back and forth and the banter. You know, one time, I think it would have been the last one, we we were there late night. There were several coaches, and I won't mention all their names because they probably don't want me to mention their names <laughs> at this point, but several area coaches, and all of a sudden, Houchins was gone. Like, he'd been gone for at least 45 minutes. Oh, easily. You were there. Easily gone. I mean. Like, where's Houchins? Like, wh- and then we all got worried because yeah, we couldn't find him. Security came in at Quincy University, told us to get out. Yeah, I, think, well, like, I believe that was the night where they told us we were supposed to be out of the Hall of Fame room at 10, and security showed up at midnight and was like, <laughs> you guys were supposed to be out of here two hours ago. <laughs> and we were all did it. My watch, I'm like, whoa. Oh, we might have been imbibing a little. Yeah. Maybe. So he had fallen asleep in the bathroom <laughs> yeah. for literally like 45 minutes. Yep. This was after a long night for him of, of consuming some alcoholic beverages. <laughs> and he came, but then we found him. He came wheeling back in <laughs> with a fireball shot. <laughs> he said, I'm back. And he threw one down, and it was like there was nothing like you never missed a beat. Never. One of one of my fa- so <sighs> while I was while I was down in St. Louis, I, I would keep tabs on things. And one of my favorite things that Dowkins did was he and uh, Jack Cornell struck up a friendship, and they would do stuff around the Super Bowl. And some of their segments were I th- I thought were really good because you had this contrast of Big Jack, who's six foot whatever and three hundred and some odd six, pounds, six seven, six seven, and just beard. this monster's man, and he's sitting right next to you know Hawkins, who's just just Houchins, just a little guy. So it was such yep. a contrast, but you know, and you'd listen to those two guys go back and forth on the radio every now and then. We'd have them on, and that was good. So again, he knew he knew his people, and he knew his audience, and he knew what to give his audience. And and if that was to have our mothers on to talk about the NCAA tournament or the Olympics, yep. uh, as my mother called it, the NAACP tournament uh, on air one time, um, she yes, was our she, she was also our Olympics correspondent because she liked the she liked the Olympics. Well, she loved the figure skating. Figures. She was a huge figure skating fan, and she did the oh the gymnastics and yeah. all that. 
Um, we buried the Cardinals one year prematurely uh, on the air. You guys even read a eulogy on the air. On 2011, yes. yes. Oh, yeah, we killed them. We killed them in late August. Uh, they went on the whole thing. We should have done that this year. Yeah. We had Instead a, of being uh, in the playoffs for like 25 minutes. We had an e- Easter was coming around, and um, he oh. called me, and, and you guys, some of you might have been there, but he, he says we need to do a contest on air to see who can fit the most, first of all, jelly beans in their mouth, and then peeps, etc. And I was like, yeah. well, first of all, I think that's going to be awful radio. <laughs> and he's, no, 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 no. We'll, one will do it. The other just commentates and kind of counts as they mm-hmm. do it. Okay, well, uh, I don't know if, if Bob was the boss at the time, but he was like, well, I don't know if that's safe. Well, so what, well, Josh's like, well, what do we got to do? And like, what if, oh, what if we got an EMT <laughs> to come sit in the chair? And, and then, and then of course it gets approved. And I'm like, what? It's like, uh, uh, it's like Justin Twaddle comes in and it's, it's, it's EMT fire, firefighters outfit, right? All, and then we're doing the, I'm like, what are we doing? We're, well, you don't want someone to choke on a jelly bean if you got 30 in their mouth. So we got EMT here to oversee it. I'm like, this is ridiculous. Those I was the like, peeps eating champion. I won were, the peeps title. The yes, you were the peeps eating champion, but you were the one that tipped the package of peeps to get all the sugar at the end. And that was how right, Chips. He's like, yes. you're going to finish the sugar and the peeps, dog? And you're like, what? He's like, and then he chugged yes. the sugar and the peeps. He would have freebased it if he would have allowed him to. That was a whole other thing. He was, he, remember, he would try oh. not to, he was so addicted to candy yes he would try to yeah. like quit cold turkey yes, and then he, he would. then, he, then mm-hmm. the shows wouldn't be as good because he would be unpleasant to be around yeah because he wasn't eating like three <laughs> things of sweet tarts per show he was really addicted like yeah. sugar Wait, remember we found that roll of nerds you could just put in the corner of your mouth and keep it there like a, a nerd roll like, yeah a nerd roll <laughs> he would just stick it right there like it was a nicotine bat and put that in the corner of his mouth <laughs> like it was a nicotine patch just nerd roll yeah. <laughs> He was addicted. He, he did. Addicted. And he always had candy at his desk. Oh, he had to. Yeah. yeah. He had to. That guy made more trips to the dentist than I think <laughs> he, he was like weekly and he hated it. Were, oh they, they were telling him to quit eating candy. He would keep, and he would for like two days and then he'd be miserable and then he'd yeah. come right back. And he loved his dentist, but he hated going. <laughs> I, I would always remember because when we'd have to show up to do the show, someone would have to let you in. You know, because we weren't officially WGM employees. We didn't have key cards or keys of the building. So here you'd hear the wheelchair coming down the hall, zooming down the hall, not slow by any means. He'd let you in, but then he'd stop at the vending machine to get candy. So he'd have something with him at the de- yeah, in, in, the, in the studio. Stop and then you're waiting again. Yeah. <laughs> so he, he i got to read this to you because he's, my assistant coach sent me a message that he had sent her before our game the other day, um, and I and I, I it was must have been over Twitter, right? Because I see at hooch underscore wgem, mm-hmm. and it so this is what he sent to my assistant coach and said, "Win tomorrow, and coaches drink on me next time out." And she responded, "That sounds good," and he responded, "No body shots though. I gave those up." <laughs> <laughs> that's him. Yep. Yeah, that's him. That that is definitely him. It, it's just funny, it, you know. I still got messages from him on my phone yeah. oh, I that I've too. kept. Yeah. You know, and and I, I can. His, his Twitter's still up, so you still you can, can go look. back yeah. and look, look, look at his thoughts on there. And, and after his passing, because uh, you and I had to do a QHS Q and D football game, correct? That year, yeah. You know, and WGM did a great thing. Um, they did the hooch buttons yeah. for everyone to wear. 
Still have it on my car. Mine's still in my desk. Yeah. You know. Those were huge. And then and then a bunch of the, the area football teams got the hooch yeah. stickers. Yeah. That's what you have on your car, right? Yeah, correct. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they got the, the hooch decals that they put on their helmets. Um so yeah, it, it's uh that hooch that hooch button sits in my desk drawer at home. And every time I open my desk drawer, there it is. Yeah. To look at. Yeah. I don't think I saw him mad a lot. I mean, I didn't see him, you know, every once in a while he'd like anybody, he would be, you know, kinda you know, mellow and not talking much and in a different mood. The one time I saw him really upset and pissed and, and disappointed was when he when he had to get rid of his truck. Yes. And in place of that truck, he got a minivan. Yes. And you remember oh. how mad he was that he had to drive a minivan? Mm-hmm. He kept trying to talk himself into it being cool, but just mm-hmm. couldn't. Like, yeah. he couldn't do it. It just wasn't his truck. Well, and it was, okay, so here's a guy who had no issues with anybody pretty, pretty much saying anything about him being a wheelchair. He, he created jokes about it. If we made jokes about it, he went along with it. But he got sensitive about the minivan. Yeah, did. it, it, he didn't want jokes made. It, bo- it bothered him that he was driving a minivan instead of that truck. Yeah. And it was the, I think it was the only time I ever <laughs> thought that he felt conscious yes. about his situation. Yeah. Like, cause he, and, and I don't even know if it was that. It was the minivan. It was, oh, no doubt. It, you know, because he, 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 wanted, he wanted to be the cool guy always, right? Yeah. He would probably make fun of the sweatshirt I'm wearing on air, but mm-hmm. then off air he'd be like, oh, wait, are people wearing that yeah. now? Yeah. Like, where can I get that? Where can I get yeah. that? Just, you know. Yeah. I mean, think about it. Think about it. I mean, he, it nev- none, none of his circumstances ever bothered him. Certainly not publicly. And then maybe in a deep, dark moment, there were times. But, man, that dude always smiled. Always. I think the only issues, like, because I, I know I knew him pretty deep from college and everything. The only time I got real houchins, it was the same that I would get with any, any guy in a situation. It was, a, it was about girls. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. And, and you guys probably all had that talk with him at some point about this girl or that girl. Yes. That, that got yes. him the most riled up about things. But that's any dude. Yes. <laughs> But I will say, when it came to the ladies, there was no person that was a bigger fan of the the chicks on the Weather Channel. <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. We would have he, to have it all. Yes, yeah, no, the show. Like, why no is the Weather doubt. Channel on? Isn't this a sports show? Because he had the hots for the ladies on the Weather Channel. Oh, yeah, he'd be like, oh, Nicole's on today. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew, yeah, he knew them all by name. Yeah. I oh, mean. Where's Jenna? Is she not on today? Yeah. What's, what's, where's she at? <laughs> yeah, he, he wasn't a Cantori fan. He was all about the he was all about the ladies that were on the Weather Channel. Yes, he had, to, had the Weather Channel on every morning in, inside that studio. Yeah. That's a good, gosh, I forgot about that. Yeah. I, really I did. You really couldn't upset the guy. I mean, he and you never wanted to cater to any of this. He's not one of those guys. Oh, no. He, he didn't want you to feel like, because he was in the situation he was in, that you needed to cater for him or feel sorry for him or he would that, those are other things that would kind of offend him yeah is you know those kind of situations mm-hmm. he didn't want to be catered towards he didn't know he wanted to be so independent that's what i really you know loved about him was that the, you, you know he was so independent he could do so many things yep. that a lot of people in his situations normally could not or would not and he was a yes man but he didn't like being a yes man Right, that's where the term uh, "sorry, Carlos" would come in, right? Because he liked to use the language that he wanted to use on the show, mm-hmm. and he he knew it was wrong, but he knew it wasn't so wrong he would get in trouble, right? So I remember. Uh, yeah, he wasn't him. he wasn't using any of the George Carlin words Correct. that we could not Correct. use. I remember when Hardee's was sponsoring, 
And they, remember, they used to bring in like food and stuff. Yes. that we would try. And so they had a they had a, uh, a new biscuit, and they brought it in. And, and he go he takes a bite of it. And he goes, mm, "That's a big bastard." And I, and I look at him, and I'm, I'm, I'm backing up from the mic, and I'm like, "Oh, you can't say that." And he's kind of chewing, and he's looking at me, and he's like. Wait, I can't hear that. <laughs> and I'm, I'm not saying you can't say that on the air, but I'm just shaking my head like I don't think you can say that. And he was like, "My, my apologies for the. I meant biscuit. I don't know. That's why. a big biscuit." And I was like, "I don't know if we'll get in trouble for that. Probably not, but we probably will." And so like that, he just he knew how to push the envelope. Well, and remember, every year on opening day, we grilled hot yep. dogs in, in the, the studio. studio. Yes, the foreman. Yeah, yeah. And brought in the George Foreman grill. That was a fire hazard. No, I'm sure it was, but uh, but hey, not everybody in that building though came down to get some get some hot dogs though during the during the seven to nine hour. <laughs> Towel Jerry, everybody was down there lined up to get a hot dog. No doubt, and he really enjoyed those student athlete of the of the years presentations yes. that they used to do at the local car dealership and such. He really he really had an affinity for local sports. Like I mean, he yeah. really made it important mm-hmm. to have a local feel towards yeah. that show and more more so than it ever has before that he had local segments he had local coaches local athletes mm-hmm. is it loose at least one segment uh, an hour mm-hmm. there was some sort of local no segment and, and more usually more than that yeah and i thought that was very important because yeah. he not only acquired the traditional sports listener but then he also got that local listener yeah, that just no doubt hear that person getting and for it'd been real easy for him to go okay i'm gonna run this show every morning from seven to nine i'm gonna sit in the studio that I'll make some phone calls and set up interviews, and okay, I'm done. But he got to know the athletes. Like, you know, we, and you bring up the student athlete or the athlete of the year, the prep athlete of the year. By the time that came around in June, he knew whoever the, the male and female athlete weren't just showing up that day and accepting a, a scholarship and a certificate. They knew who he was. They had conversations with him. Mm-hmm. He wanted to get to know the athletes as much as he did the coaches and, and anyone else. Well, that goes back to his preparation, though. Every every week, he he put a lot of prep into who the three or four nominees were going to be for that week the, for the prep athlete of the yep. week, and then they'd have the, you know, he did a great job of. Uh, he was the one who got us all on Facebook and Twitter first. Yep. I mean, I only had a Facebook page. He's like, hey, everybody on the show needs a Facebook deal, but you got to go put on. You got to get one. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, and I put a, a fo- I put my Facebook up, and my first thing was a photo of Tony Romo. Uh, because I'm like, okay, how can says I got to be on Facebook? So here's Tony Romo. You turned him on to Twitter. Yes. You were the one who told yeah. him he needs to get on Twitter. I'll never forget that. Yes. He's like, what is this Twitter thing? Like, he's like, I don't, what yeah. DOB keeps telling me. D- to do DOB this. was the instigator of all of us getting on Twitter. Twitter. He's like, what? Well, I don't even think this is, like, this is kind of weird. I don't no, know. he loved it, though. And then all of us, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, we all enjoy it. Yes. Right? And he too did. Mm-hmm. Innovator. Certainly an innovator, that, that Mr. Houchins. It's, uh, just makes me smile. Just, and I think we all have those moments where something happens. It could be driving over highway, you know, and, and seeing the, the press box at Highland that makes you smile. It could be sitting at a game, listening to the radio. It could be anything. Speaking of which, a couple weeks ago, I'm coming out of Flint Stadium. And it was a Quincy High School football game, obviously. And they had a Best of Sports Center on from like yeah. 11 years ago. This happened like two weeks ago. Yeah. Yes. You're kidding. No. I, no, because you messaged I, me right away. I messaged him and him right away. I should have messaged you. That's on me. And I said, dude, you got to get to a radio and listen yep. to 105 right now. Because for whatever reason, and, and, and I talked to the, wow. some folks at GM after that, I was like, hey, 
that was awesome that oh, you guys put that on. No doubt. And he goes, well, it was kind of a mistake. And, and you know, the guy who runs the station was like, apologize for it. Like, hey, don't apologize for it. No. That was great. If you guys could, like, you know, especially because it was so, it was so close to his anniversary of his death. I mean, you know, if you – I said, please don't erase that because that is – I mean, it was going – he was talking to Sean Taylor about D'Angelo Dean, and, you know, he was – Yeah, it was – it was uh, – yeah, and it, it was, was like, wow, where'd this come from? Yes. And he was talking about, you know, um, who's the Vinny guy that used to do the NFL stuff? Uh, Vinny Iyer? Yeah. yeah. He was talking to Vinny Iyer about, uh, about uh, Tebow being the Broncos quarterback going to the playoffs and stuff. I mean, it was it was so bizarre. That, I mean, it was just a little time capsule there. So, yeah, so it was – I would love to um, – you know, I just love to have that to, to, just to listen to. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, just to listen to just to listen to him do a show, I only listened to about 10 minutes of it. But, boy, it, it hit you right in the feels. <laughs> he had that own network of, of interviews and national – Oh, yeah. And, 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 you know, regional team beat writers he'd always have on, you know, the Tom Ackermans. You mentioned the Vinnie Ayers, Rick Hummel would come on the show. I mean mm-hmm. – he would have this when he get Chet Kopic on the show too back when he was still alive, he'd get Chet Kopic. He'd get uh, but he always, he'd get Jason so Jason Sobel so from the, from, from yeah, the yeah. golf. That's a big time. Yeah, hit. and he and he got other. You know, he would throw it out there anywhere he could. Hey, would this guy join us? And every now and then. Somebody go, okay, yeah, we'll set that up. Yeah. Got John Cruck on there one time. Cruck, yeah. mm-hmm. Cruck he was well, but you know, but it was because he didn't, he wasn't afraid to ask. Because what was the worst thing somebody could tell him? No. No. Yeah. And he was okay with that. If somebody told me, okay, I'll go to the next person. Right. Yeah. But he, he was not afraid to ask or see if somebody would be willing to join us on that show. He would get on this national baseball writer, and I'll never forget, he would only get him on because I made fun of the guy because he mispronounced Joey Votto's name. He called him <laughs> Joey Voto. And I'm like, Houchins, how can you have a national baseball writer on this show? And he can't even pronounce Voto. He he's, goes, back he's like, time. I'm going to have him on yeah. now yeah. every month, and I'm going to ask him a Cincinnati Reds question. <laughs> just so he'll bring up Joey Voto instead of Votto. And that was, that was, you know, just little things like that were just, you know, so funny. Just, again, thinking about it makes me smile. Always has. Probably always will, Chuck. I hope so. Needs to. Yeah, no doubt, in this day and age. Boys, that was fun. Thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, Chuck. It's a good you time down me. memory it was, lane. It was, yeah, it was a, that was a we great. We didn't mention Pearl Jam once. No. <laughs> how can you not? How do we, yeah, how do we get away from that? Again, when I hear Pearl Jam songs, like, yep, this is, this is one of Houch's favorite. I mean, you know all of his favorites. He was really pushing Avet Brothers At, near the end. Yeah. Yeah. Lumineers. He was big. Lumineers, yes. Yep. Yeah, but still Pearl, but Pearl Jam, Jam was his. He was, yeah. Yep. That was his ride or die. That's right. Pro so. Jams, when I see the Cardinals, when I see Kyler Murray messing up, I'm going to be like, God, I wonder what Houchin would say right now about this. <laughs> <laughs> you know, would he, be, would he be asking for Cliff Kingsbury's head right now? Probably so. Yeah, more than likely. Yeah, probably not because he looks a little like me. Well, I'm, Dreamy. Well, and I'm, imagine this, and I know they're struggling this year, but imagine last year when the Highland football team was setting records and went 8-3 and three and had their best season in 30 years. Oh, yeah. Clover football was good last Clover year. football was good. You imagine yeah. what he would have been like during that last Insufferable. year. Insufferable. Insufferable. Oh, yes. Yes. Every day. And then hearing about Ben Simmons and the Sixers. Uh, oh, God. No, thank you. Are your Bulls going to be any good? No. Uh, well, maybe 500. I took them to make the playoffs. Uh, I, I took their under of 40, 43 and a half wins under. 
Pacers, get out of here. <laughs> Just wanted to see the expression on his face. <laughs> yeah. I love our random fandoms. Agreed. Yeah. Let's go Leeds. Yeah. <laughs> the most random of fandoms. Go Leeds. Wow. Let's go. Leeds, Threw man. that one in there. Leeds, man. Thank you for. Can you name one player? No. I don't think so. <laughs> no. I do have a lead scarf, though. Do you really? I do. I don't have any Tottenham gear yet. I, I told him I, I I told him I would embrace it. I let him be my guide, and I told him I would embrace it. Well, can you can you imagine where Houchins would have taken that? He, he'd still be reeling about Stoke City. I don't know. They might be <laughs> They've been relegated like, a couple they times might be now, like haven't they? two now or something. I don't know. They might be in the he IHSA. He would have got somebody. <laughs> no, I actually looked them up the other day because I knew it coming up. I don't think they're obviously not in EPL. I don't think they're in the Champions League either. I think they're either in League One or Two. Yes. Oh, dear. I don't even know what that means. Okay. It's down the ladder. League One, not good. League Two, not good. League Two, worse. I just don't. Know yeah. Just listen to Mr. Soccer here. No, all of you a know. sudden. Sometimes I have to mute him on Twitter because of all this. I don't blame me. I would too on Twitter. I'd like to mute yeah. him a lot. They're still in the championship. <laughs> they're still in the championship. They're, they're, okay. They're in thirteenth. They they lost today. Thirteenth yes. ain't bad. <laughs> well, that ain't gonna get you anywhere. It's gonna some here pretty soon. Honestly, you might you might get relegated if you keep dropping. That's right. Good stuff, boys. Boys, thanks fun. For, thanks for coming in. Thanks for reminiscing. We're done. I thought we just got started. We we could keep going and going, but we are gonna wrap it up. Just put it on my tab. You guys owe me a couple now. <laughs> yeah. Well, you guys are welcome back anytime. That was Appreciate a lot of fun. Thank Thanks. you, Muddy River Sports too. Thank for all your great coverage. Both you and Don, Bob, uh, it's David, all him. Steve, the kids everybody. call it MRS. Can I name drop? You can. MRS. <laughs> yeah, we are MRS. Mrs. We're Mrs. Seriously, <laughs> thank you. You got it. Thanks for coming in. This was a lot of fun, and hats off to our little buddy. Go Cats. Wildcats. That's right. Thanks, Ben. We miss you, Hooch, and we love you. Yep. This has been another episode of the Muddy River Breakdown with Chuck Daddy and D.O.B. Join us again next week when we get back to talking Local sports. Muddy River Sports. Our home, our sports.